Hello and welcome to another episode of More Than Beauty with Daniel Mason Jones. Today's episode is going to be really great and here's why. It was a couple of years ago that I had the opportunity to fly to St. Louis and teach a class. Little did I know that during this class I was going to walk away with a friendship. Now this young lady is not just a hairdresser. She is so much more than that. In fact, she has taken stylist to the next level. I, when I got to meet her and hear a little bit of her story, she literally blew me away. Her kindness, how cute she was. And then when I found out the numbers behind this young lady, my mind was blown. So um, I actually had an opportunity. We were traveling outside of the country. We got to hang out for just a minute. And uh, so I'm happy today to welcome Reese Bond to the episode. And she's going to be sharing a little bit of her life and journey and hopefully when you walk away from this episode, you're going to be super inspired. So welcome to the episode, Reese. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Ditto. <laughs> I can't believe we're actually getting to do this with our schedules. I was like, can we please make the stars and moon align? Because there's so many people out there that need to hear your story. I love somebody that is like you, just someone that's really kind and genuine, that is having incredible success. And here's what I know. Um, you're incredibly intentional about what it is that you're doing. So um, I'll let you just hop in. I know you've been in the business for 13 and a half years, but what got you started in beauty? Oh God, beauty has just always been a part of my soul. I just, I mean, I have to say that. So when I was a little girl, my story is actually really funny because I was always painting. I was always an artist. That's what I did in school. So I would be, you know, in this, in this room for four hours painting instead of going to math class or science class or things like that. And so I just knew I always wanted to do hair, but everyone in my family was so against it. So I had to get into college, but then I ended up sneaking into hair school and going in behind my parents' back. So I was a rebel, that is for sure. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that. So many people that get into our industry kind of have that same journey where their families are like, absolutely not. You need to get a real degree. So what was that like? What, how do they react when they found out that you actually were pursuing your dream? Oh my gosh, they were so mad at me. All through hair school, they were so mad at me. And I just could not, I kept telling them like, I'm going to create a career out of this. I promise this is going, I'm gonna have my dream life from doing hair. Cause I just, I saw everyone and I was like, I just, when people would walk by me, I, I would wanna change their look and not just their hair, their whole look. Like I would just have the full look in my mind of what I wanted to do and give them advice on. So it's kind of just always been something that's been a part of me. And so I knew like I was not going to just sit behind a chair for 15 hours a day doing haircut after haircut after haircut. And just, you know, that's what my dad was so scared of. He's like, you are going to break your body down and you're just not going to get anywhere. You're going to be broke. You're going to live paycheck to paycheck. Mm. So that is something I understood where they're coming from because that is what the hair industry is known for. But there's a whole nother world out there that people just don't know about. They're not aware. And let me ask you, why do you, why do you think so many hairdressers struggle? And I'm going to get back to the story here because I can't wait to share with everybody actually what you do behind the chair. Um, and in your life, I think it's amazing, but why do you think so many people struggle and why do you think we have such a brand recognition for that exact stigma of, of what hairdressing really is? I think honestly, so many people struggle and I don't want to come off rude about this, but so many girls, especially now that Instagram is so big, they think that they can go hair school straight into being on their own in their own salon without any education, without any training. And it's just the scariest thing in the world because these girls hair school just gives you the basis. 
the basics. Um, so you learn all of that, but then there's so much more, especially now with all the detail that goes into everyone's look with color formulation, extensions, cutting and everything like that. So girls don't get the education. So then that's when the struggle comes in our career. And yeah. then a lot of people, I mean, they just still, I think the, I don't know, the generations, they just see girls who you go in and get a five minute haircut and then you leave. And that's what men are so used to and everything like that. So I feel like people just have that, that just always will be the hair industry, like in their mindset, yeah. like, oh, you're a hairstylist. Oh, okay. Good job. Good job, honey. Exactly. Well, like you couldn't make it through real life. So you went in and started doing hair and blowing bubbles and all the things, right? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's so funny. And, you know, I've been in the business now 19, a little over 19 years, and I've certainly seen a lot of changes. And much like yourself, I knew that when I got into this business, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know that I wanted to be a hairdresser. It happened. Um, but when I got in it, I was told by one of the stylists in the salon, she says, you have two options. You can either be a hairdresser or you can be a hairstylist. And I was like, that makes zero sense to me. She was like a hairdresser does really beautiful hair and a hairstylist basically turns and burns. They make a lot of money. And I was like, well, why can't you be an amazing creator that makes a great living? And uh, she, she was gonna tell me that was not possible. And so that was, that was kind of what challenged me inside the salon. I was like, you know what, watch me. I'm gonna do amazing hair and I'm gonna show you that I can make a great living. So did you have something like that besides your family that really pushed you to, to go extra hard? You know what? I think I did because my mentor, Mark Bronco, when I first started, we sat down like almost every Monday. I was so lucky to have him to work with him. And we would sit down and we had this dream, this picture in mind that we wanted to create. And it was just like what you just said. We wanted to make hairstylists stylists. So we yeah. wanted that full package. We wanted to you know, give some advice on skincare, makeup, hair, you know, fashion. We just didn't want them to come in and just get a chop haircut. We wanted them to have the full experience, you know, which includes if you're a hairstylist, that includes the gloss and shine, the conditioning treatments, the haircut, the style, the tips on the style, the tips on where to go shopping. So things like that. I think that makes a huge difference. And just being a follower of your, and a fan of yours, I, I love watching your tutorials. Uh, you and I both are Kerastase obsessed. Um, but I love watching your videos and how you do quick tutorials. You know, I wish I could do that, but I don't have any hair. So, um, <laughs> but I love that you share so freely. And what you're saying to me and all the things that you're talking about, you're adding such incredible value to everything that it is that you do. And that, my friend, is what sets you apart. And you know, now that we're starting to unpeel the layers and that's the truth behind anybody that's successful is, is they're adding value and they're doing something a little bit above and beyond what maybe someone else might do. So what advice would you offer somebody that's struggling, you know, they're in the business, maybe they're in a rut, they feel stuck behind the chair. Um, what would you recommend it? And what's, what's helped you? I know what's helped me is working with a team of people that make me feel better every day, but what is your journey like? God. So, I mean, I, I feel the same way. Like I think having amazing mentors, having amazing education, like I'm at a level now where people would get stuck, you know? And so they wouldn't keep getting education. They wouldn't find new mentors. So especially coming back from COVID, you know, everyone gets into a slump. Everyone was starting to get a little negative. And I was like, I need someone, I need something. And I reconnected with you. And it was just what I needed. Like your class 
is just insane. It was amazing. And it was exactly what I needed at the time to lift me back up and to tell me to keep going. So I think that's huge advice is to find someone, even if you can't afford the education, because I know a lot of girls are new stylists out there, Mm -hmm. find someone who can be your mentor because all of us older stylists are so excited to train someone or just to give someone advice, even on the side of like outside the salon. You said us older. So for those of you that are listening on the podcast, you can't see Reese's face. Uh, You might, those of you that are watching YouTube, you can clearly see that she's not older. How old are you? I know I'm 31. 31 I'm not a baby. (laughs) Thank you. So anyway, carry on. (laughs) That means so much to me because in this industry, you know, sometimes these girls come in and they are, they're so cute and amazing and I love it. So when they come in and they're talking about what's on trend or the shows that are out there, I'm like so confused. I feel like an old person. I'm like, how do I not know this? (laughs) Well, another reason that you don't know what shows are out there is because you're successful and you're busy. Um, I, yeah. I, was, I was talking about that the other week. I was like, you know, when it comes to branding, why do you think it is that Lamborghini, Ferrari, Rolls Royce, why do you think they don't have commercials? And everybody's like, well, they don't have to, they don't have to promote themselves. I'm like, they, they could promote themselves. Absolutely. But the people that are buying those cars, they're not sitting around watching TV. So, uh, you know, it's knowing what your audience is there. That is such a good one. That's so true. It's oh, absolutely- that's so good. So that's what. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you go, you go. So there's so many people like today, I, I just taught a class a little while ago. I had over 400 people in the class. And the, a lot of the comments that were coming through was that people are, they feel disheartened. You know, 2020 has been a crazy year. And when I went on, I, I asked people, you know, how are you feeling? And they started typing in all of these comments. It was like exhausted, beaten down, um, depressed confused do I need to stay in this industry what would you say to somebody because you've obviously weathered the storm too I know your husband works in real estate um you know what is this like for you this year as as a couple and trying to power through this that's where I do I get so emotional about this year because I am just a positive Betty but this year definitely I mean it took a toll on everyone mentally but you just had to stay mentally strong so for me What helped me is that even through the pandemic, every day I would wake up and go to work for eight hours. Depending on what that eight hours was, I would make a list um, of things that I needed to do. And that helped me a lot just to kind of make it through the days and just to keep hustling. Because that is what is hard is that our career right now, there's a whole new world out there. People are calling in sick every two minutes. Um, Your day can be full and then the next minute you look and it's collapsed. So you have to right now, you have to have that passion. That's what I like your class. It just drove me. It brought my passion alive um, and back. It made me more positive because you don't want this situation that's happening in the world to ruin our career that we work so hard for. So that's where right now I feel like we need to hustle and work 10 times harder than we've ever worked to keep that career going and building. So right now, I think I mean, you just have to find anything and everything that's going to keep you positive. And that to me was finding you and finding, you know, different mentors, different people to set yourself around. Do not sit in the back room, in the break room, stay around, even if it's one to two people around positive people, because someone, you cannot hear one negative thing. If you do, it's going to ruin your whole day and you're going to start getting negative. So that's what you want to be the positive person. You want to find the light at the end of the tunnel. Even if it's just one day at a time, you check off and you're like, I made it through today and I stayed positive. 
Exactly. You know, and that, that was the thing that we talked about today. I said to the people in the, in the class, the students, I was like, you know, we have a choice every single day that we wake up, things are going to happen, right? Things are going to happen. You may have a flat tire tomorrow. Um, God forbid you may have a car accident tomorrow. Life is going to happen, but it's how you react. It's how you react to it. You know, so I just, I would love to work beside you in the salon for one day and just see, first of all, the work that you do is insane. I'm going to be talking about Instagram. It's just such a beautiful page, but you know, there's stylists on every corner and there are so many stylists. And in fact, you know, I have a a pretty large base of people that I coach and teach out in St. Louis area, and they're all very talented people. So what is it that makes you stand out? from the rest. And I know you're humble, but it's okay to be real. What is it that makes you stand out? Oh my gosh. Um, you know what? I think I am. I do try to be very humble, but I do. And I'm like a quiet Betty. Like, so if I am trying to grow my business, I won't tell anyone. Like I just do it very quietly and stay under the radar. But I will say what sets me apart is maybe that, and that I don't let any client leave wet. Or if they do, it's like, cause they really fight me on it. Like I, when you walk in, I give you the full, I call it now the Instagram makeover. So yes. you walk out looking like an Instagram model, looking like a blogger. No one walks out hating their hair. You know, I will make sure that they leave fully done up and looking amazing and feeling amazing. Even with a mask on, like people walk out and their spirits are lifted no matter what, because I think that's what pulls me and makes me different from everyone else because it's just giving them that dream look. Like when you sit in my chair, I ask, what's your dream look? Let's go there. Oh, that is so great. Let me ask you this. This is going to be big. You've, you've been in the business for a little over a decade and I know I'm asking you something that I am curious about and the thoughts that I have personally. So I want to know how you feel when you see people working that maybe you have worked with in the past, or maybe people that you work with currently, um, that aren't taking the same advantage of what's available for them. How does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me so sad. It does. It really, really does. I um, coach girls and I am one of the mentors and associates training um, at our salon is huge. And so it does. It makes me sad when they do not meet their potential or like when you want it more than they want it. Yes. So that's what's hard. It's because right now, especially in this world, I mean, we have Instagram, like during the pandemic, that's when I jumped on Instagram more than ever. And I'm like, let's have fun. Let's get a creative outlet. Let's just get out there. You can connect with your clients 24 seven. So for people not to use that, it's so sad. Like show your work, show what you're doing throughout the day. People want to see it. And isn't it funny? I often giggle to myself. People are like, oh my God, I don't have any time. I don't have time to post on social media. I'm exhausted by the time I finish my day. And I'm like, some of these people I know personally, and I'm like, okay, I know that you could tell me every movie that has come out since 1964. Um, you can quote every yeah. actor, actress that was in it. You can tell me every scene, what the music was like. So you have time to watch movies. You have time to, you know, all the things except for what is making you the most money, the thing that could change your actual life, which is the the thing that holds so many of us back. So, you know, people are broken. They feel discouraged. They feel stressed out in the salon because they're not growing the way they would like to, but they're putting time and efforts elsewhere. And, you know, like, just like I do, 
when you first started out and you still work hard, I still work hard, but we had to go all in. There was no hanging out. There was no, there was none of that. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no hanging out. When you weren't at work, you were working at like going to restaurants where the clients were and trying to get to know them and trying to bring them into the salon. I mean, I was going to plastic surgery office, the plastic surgery office, just to get the front desk girl to come in. So let me do her hair for free. Yeah. So she could talk about me at the office. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hustle. So now it's just nice. You can hustle from home or from your salon, just in your chair. It's so easy. Um, I don't know if you've been through, I know we've, you were in one of the classes I did the other week, but um, the way that I brand now, I'm not going to spill the tea on this episode, but how I teach branding, like the target market audience, how I find them is so cool. And when I share that with people that are in my classes, they're like, I would have never thought of using Instagram that way. I'm like, of course, you know, you have to get creative. Instagram is one of the most amazing tools. So is Facebook, um, TikTok, if you're doing kids hair, but um, <laughs> there's so many incredible platforms and people are even uh, missing out on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is another amazing, amazing platform because if you're working in a high-end salon, which I know that you do and I do, your high-end customers that are CEOs, CMOs, CFOs, CIOs, those people are looking to have an amazing luxury experience, right? And so LinkedIn, it only takes, I think it's 10 shares that I read. It only takes 10 shares on LinkedIn to go viral versus Instagram. So it's kind of oh an amazing opportunity. There's so many things that are untapped. Um, I can tell you some more secrets after we get offline that I think would be an amazing platform for you. And um, yes. So <laughs> I'm taking this course because I need, I need the tea. I, I've got a lot of tea, every flavor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your biggest challenge in beauty? What's, what's been the biggest challenge or what is the current biggest challenge for you right now? Gosh, in the beauty industry or just beauty alone? Cause there's a lot in the beauty and in <laughs> in the industry. I would say right now it's finding time, which this is going to sound silly, but finding time to get all my new clients in and to keep like, it is, you know, it's a, which I'm so grateful for. I love all my new guests, but it is Instagram once again has made businesses just boom. Yeah. Like, I mean, bigger than ever, you can do numbers that you've never thought you could do. So that's where it's hard to kind of, because there's another entire sector of people that are saying they've never been more broke. They've never had more dead space on their books. They can't get their customers to pre-book. They can't get them to purchase retail from them inside the salon. So there's the, what's the difference between the haves and the have nots? Oh God, there's a huge difference. I mean, where to begin the has and the have not, I mean, I think girls are really struggling because they're, they're not using their downtime properly. I think that's huge. I think you need to actually, like I go to down to a T every day scheduled. Mm -hmm. Every day I have like a to-do list. Every week is scheduled. Every month is scheduled throughout the rest of the next year to two years. So um, that's where I think you just gotta be, you gotta own and take responsibility. Absolutely. You can't just sit and say, I'm not busy or, you know, well, like feel bad for yourself. If there's a reason you're not busy and it's just you, that's the thing in our industry. It's because there's something going on with you. Absolutely. Whether it's self-doubt or fear or whatever it is, it's easy. And I'll see people 
like, especially during the pandemic, I saw people switching jobs like crazy. I was like, whoa, tiger. If I'm saying this with love, if you couldn't be busy in place A or successful, what makes you think going to place B, C, and D is going to make you successful? It's just yeah. like the customer that comes to us that has never been happy, right? So we are the common denominator. We are the only competition we'll ever have. We're the only motivators or inspirers that we're ever going to have. So we have to push ourselves. For me, I'm driven by numbers. Now, I'm a numbers guy. I love to be driven by numbers. Speaking of, I want to get into your numbers in a minute, but I'm driven by numbers because for me, I know I have a certain life that I like to live. It costs a lot of money um, to eat the way that I eat. <laughs> the grocery yes. are even different. And so there's so many things. I have an addiction to buying books. I love to buy books. That is a very expensive habit because I'm always trying to read and find out the latest, greatest everything. Um, yes. Right. So, and I love nice cars and nice sheets and nice shoes. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we shouldn't feel bad for that. Absolutely not. You know, we work hard and, you know, I'm sure you donate a lot to charity, just like I do. I love to give back, mm -hmm. but um, I have, I just have a way that I like to live. I always dreamed of this lifestyle when I was a little kid and um, I just, I always wanted that. And so anyway, let's talk about numbers. Yes. So can you tell the listeners here and the viewers how many hours a week you work inside the salon? So I work, I am part-time. So I only work 28 hours in a pay period. So our pay periods are every two weeks. So you work 28 hours per pay period. Yeah. So I only work 14 hours a week. Oh my gosh. Okay. So a lot of people are thinking right now, well, I would love to work 14 hours a week, but I would. Oh no, I lied. Oh my gosh. I only okay. work. I work 28 hours a week. Sorry. I know you're like, Reese, this is like, not what you told me. I was like, I'm going to coach me now. Um, <laughs> oh goodness. So, I'm sorry, guys. Let's go back. No, this, is, this is part of like real life. We get things mixed yeah. up for humans. So it's all good. Um, so 28 hours a week. So 56 mm -hmm. hours per pay period. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty, pretty amazing. That's really not a lot of hours when you think about it. 28 hours a week no. is very short. That allows you to be a wife. Um, obviously, you were, you're a workout girl. You like to work out. Um, and it also <laughs> allows you to be a mom. And I think that's really wonderful because, you know, when mm -hmm. I first started in hair, we were working 60, 70 hours a week and didn't blink at it. And, but the cool thing about you, can, would you mind sharing some of your numbers, what you do monthly inside the salon? No, I would love to. So um, when I came back from COVID, like again, during the pandemic, I was like, I am not going to let this ruin everything I've worked for. So I hustled and hustled and planned and planned. Like you just have to have a huge plan down to a T. That's, this is like my biggest secret that I tell everyone. Yes. Um, down to when, you know, you're taking your bathroom breaks. Like I have a plan to that. Every minute is planned. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I don't. <laughs> Don't tell my doctors, <laughs> but I do um, right now in the salon, I do about 25,000 um, goals, 25 to 30,000 in services a month. And then for retail, my goal is five to 7,000 a month. So I love to sell any, and I make sure to hit those every month. That is my goal. And those are my numbers to hit. Um, and when I hit those, just the world, everything makes sense to me. Yes. So that, that's what I love to do. And I live in St. Louis. So those numbers are are high for St. Louis for Midwest. So we're just a little bit different on our pricing than everywhere else. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been there and it's not like it's New York City or LA or anything like that. You, yeah. you do amazing hair. Um, the work yeah. might be better than what I've seen in New York and LA, but the numbers you, you can't charge there because it's not, it, the market doesn't bring those prices. Um, so you're, you're packing some pretty amazing numbers there. Um, and so I'm, I can't do the math in my head, <laughs> but you're doing over 200,000 a year easy as a hairstylist working yeah. 28 hours a week. And isn't it crazy that the national average it balances somewhere between $18,000 and $22,000 a year as a hairdresser. I think it's amazing to see somebody do what you're doing um, in such a short amount of time. You know, you're not killing yourself 50 hours a week. You do have flexibility. And here's another thing that I know about you. When I came to visit your salon and, and it really blew my mind because, you know, we take super pride in my company here in Atlanta also making sure that we have 401k with 4% match. We provide health insurance for our team. These are things that hairstylists don't have. And so when I had the opportunity to really get to know your company and how it runs, are, are there a couple of the secrets you would share with us here? Like some of the things that you have for your retirement and what that looks like at your, in your situation? I definitely will. So I am a huge saver. Like I, I just freak out. I, I grew up poor, um, very poor and about, and that just, you know, you always just think, I always think I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to be poor. Exactly. Yes, life isn't about money, but I love a good life and I want the best life for my daughter. So that's what I am so big, my 401k, I have, you know, I do as much as I can put away, as much as my 401k will take each yes. paycheck. Max it out. So that's huge. Yeah, I max it out. I, we have our ESOP and then we have, you know, just our well, personal let's, savings let's account and our stocks. Most, most hairdressers are like, what is the ESOP? They're like, is that a Muppet baby? Or <laughs> So that's an employee, <laughs> an employee stock option payout. I know what that is, but most hairdressers yeah. um, haven't learned that yet. But um, so what does that look like for you? So that looks like, so for right now, we're on year um, three to four mm -hmm. for the our ESOP. So that is huge. So Mark Bronca, my owner, he his dream is to have stylists that can retire at a young age. Yes. Um, so that is what he kind of set up for us so that we can, anything that the whole salon brings in, we get a share. So a share is our own stocks. Um, so we have, so like right now I have, I want to say around 20 to 30,000 mm -hmm. of my money, not my money, but the salon is pretty much giving me that money for yeah. just, having shares in the salon, which is amazing. So I have that invested into Studio Branca. So then one day when I do want to retire, or if I just feel like I'm ready to throw in the towel and move on to something else, I'll have that money in savings for me. So I it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. We're all part owners of the salon. Isn't that wonderful? So, you know, with, there's so many different models out there. There's the independent hairdressers, there's, um, oh gosh, there's like the freelance where they they move around they go to houses and then there's salons like ours there's people that work under team-based pay where they make 10 12 14 an hour there's so many different models out there and you know in all honesty from what i've seen with all of the people that i've coached and you know i've got some other people that i'm going to bring on that are five six seven i even have one friend that does nine hundred thousand a year the commonality wow. of all of us we're working in larger salons and, you know, not to say that you can't do it independently, but it, it's just interesting to me to see what's happening across the board. When I talk to people, 
Um, you know, I certainly have met tons of 100,000 or six-figure hairdressers. That's cool. But seeing people that are working minimal hours and, you know, that's really cool. And I've been inside your salon. It's beautiful. How many people work there? Gosh, there's around 50 of us, 50 yeah. to 60, including our support staff, our financial team, everything like that. That's we have a whole spa, so Estes as well. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So what advice would you give someone? Maybe there's somebody listening right now that is in beauty school, they're getting ready to graduate, or maybe they're in beauty school and they're thinking, is this indeed for me? What would you tell them? Oh my goodness, so much. Um, no, I would say my biggest advice, and I, I go around to all the beauty schools around town, and my biggest advice is to find an associate program. Mm. Like, do not just jump in and do hair. I know everyone or some girls, like, especially this generation that's coming out, they have so much confidence, and I love that. Like, yeah. that's amazing that I love seeing women who are strong and confident, and men stylists that are strong and confident. But just be a sponge. Like yeah. the first, especially the first two years, be a sponge, soak in everybody's, like any information, everybody's education and how to on hair. I would just find the best associate program around that's in town. You don't want somewhere that's just going to, you know, there's salons, which that's great for them that just watch how-to videos, mm. but that's not, you cannot train from YouTube videos or how-to videos, which is great. And I, I'm giving them love but you need a hands-on experience as well. You really do. And I always say when you go to interview in a salon, if I'm, if I'm talking to beauty school students, I'll say, if you go into a salon and you don't see mannequin heads anywhere inside that salon, if there's not a room that doesn't have mannequin heads, run, because that means they are not big on education. And if they don't have an education program, it's just not going to be good, you know, and all the schools are definitely different. Um, the T-Spa schools are really great. A lot of the Summit Academies are really great. The Elevate Academies are great. You know, some of all the different brands that are out there, I see some that are great, but I also see a lot of the people that we've hired in our company, they don't even know how to round brush hair. And uh, so mm -hmm. to, they think that the only way to style hair is to kind of power dry it really fast and take a flat iron, put some beach waves and call it a day. And I'm like, that's not hairdressing. That's a quick fix. Yeah. Um, you can make hair look amazing, but that style will eventually go away you know, so oh my God. Yeah. yeah you're going to have to know how to really style hair. And I, I look back to the pioneers of our industry and how they actually used to do like real hairdressing, the sets and the back combing, all that stuff that I have no clue how to do. And I feel like if us younger stylists don't grab a hold of some of those people, that art is going to be gone and none of us will know how to do it. So, um, it's yeah. pretty amazing. So let me ask you this. I know you said your family kind of put the brakes on you. Like, I don't want you to go into beauty. Obviously they've changed their minds now. Yes. <laughs> They're jealous of me now. Oh, right. Exactly. How does it make you feel when people make fun of our industry? You know, they kind of oh. poke at it as if it's a joke. It really burns my soul. It burns a fire in me. So to the point where I just have to sit there and I'll be like, just graceful. And I'll just sit there and just be quiet. And that's where I think that's why I'm so quiet about my business. Like when I'm trying to grow my business, I don't tell anyone what's happening behind the closed doors because people just have this perception on hairstylists. And it just drives me nuts because you'll be sitting in first class and you're just like staring at them like, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm just a hairstylist. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We recently, um, we moved into a home a little over a year ago. And I remember 
there was a point in time that I drove, it was about 10 years ago, I drove through this neighborhood and I thought to myself, my God, what do the people do that live in here? I couldn't imagine. I was like, like these houses are insane. And uh, lo and behold, we ended up buying in here, not on purpose. We just happened to find this house. And funny enough, Reese, I actually drew this house when I was in eighth grade. Um, literally, I have the drawing here. I'm going to do a post about it eventually, but I have the picture of the house. The driveway yeah. is very unique. It has one driveway that goes straight ahead uh, mm -hmm. into the port where there's like, you know, you drive through the house to get to the garages. And then there's another driveway that goes off through the main part of the house on the left-hand side. I drew that exact driveway. Um, the portico oh you're gonna make me cry. It's kind of crazy, right? And I'm living yeah. here today. And in fact, even the dog, I had a dog on a leash in my hand standing in front of the house. I actually have that same dog. So the power of your mind is crazy. But here I'm living in this yeah. house. And um, I, when I first moved in, I kind of went, it was like, went back into the hairdresser closet. I was like, as I'm starting to meet these people, do I let them know what I do? Are they going to judge me? Mm -hmm. um, you're talking, there's there's all kind of people. Um, there's a man that's building right beside us right now that was the, I think, CFO's chief financial officer for Starbucks. He's building right beside us. Um, there's a lot of sports people around me, music people. And so here I am. And <laughs> we were eating in the club one night here. And this young lady walked up. She had this gorgeous, natural, curly hair. It was just yummy. And I said to her, I was like, your hair is amazing. She goes, oh, thank you so much. And um, I said, don't think I'm crazy. I just, your hair is amazing. I'm a hairstylist. And she, she goes and she brings our drinks and she comes back and she kind of squats down beside me at the table. And she says, so you're a hairstylist? And I said, yeah. And she looks at my husband. She goes, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'm a retired hairdresser. I, you know, he's, he's 47 now. And he retired when he was 40. I think he was 41 and um, from doing hair and both of us also grew up really poor and not that all this stuff matters but it was just interesting so she says she starts kind of tearing up a little bit and she says that's amazing she goes I'm in beauty school right now and my family have told me that I could never be anything by doing that that is kind of a dead-end job and I was like well tell your family if you work really hard you can have anything in the world that you want so it, it is fascinating and it's like people like us that really do have to lead the way say hey you know what we're yeah. we're financially free we're living good lives and we're able to give back to our communities in ways that we never thought that we could and mm -hmm. having that background you and I a blue collar poor family we understand our parents your parents I'm sure worked hard my parents worked like dogs they just didn't have yeah. the opportunities that we have and um, so it makes us work harder, but it also helps us to appreciate where we came from and to give back to people like that, that, that really just work so hard and they deserve great things also. So, um, you know, let me ask you this. We're going to switch gears just a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. change it up, take a deep breath. Um, <laughs> is there one that was a good thing, story though. Uh, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's powerful. So we have the, and that's why I started this podcast too, more than beauty. A lot of the things that I talk about on here are not even beauty. Um, they're things that yeah. people that I've met through beauty. And so I wanted it to be bigger than just the hair salon. But is there one thing in particular in life, um, not in our industry, that angers you or upsets you? What is one thing that just angers you and upsets you? My biggest thing, and this is what I am just known for, and this is why I'm all about it, is when people tell you, they laugh in your face and they tell you, no, that's not possible. You'll never be that. <laughs> that is my biggest thing. And that is what drives me. So 10 years ago, someone told me and laughed in my face that I would never make six figures. 
after taxes. So walking home with six figures. And by the age, when I was 25, I was the first stylist in our salon to make six figures after taxes and be able to bring it home. And I love people this year said, there's no way you're going to grow your business. You're going to lose everything. Hmm. You know, we first time ever I had to declare um, unemployment. Yeah. Like first time ever. And so I made sure to hustle, 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 and just show people that they were wrong, that I'm not always going to be that girl that is poor, Mm -mm. that I'm going to make my dreams come true, no matter what anyone tells me, even if they tell me no a million times. Exactly. So that's huge. It's a a mental state, you know, that's a, that's a growth, a, a growth mentality. Somebody that's always willing to grow and push yourself. Absolutely. I remember, um, to your point, I remember the year that I, I had kept pushing myself and I was like, I had got to the year, I did an $850,000 year and I thought, oh my God, I just did $850,000. That's so insane. So I called one of my mentors and I was like, oh my God. And I told him what I had done and he goes, great, do a million. <laughs> and so I we love it. Backing into the numbers, I was like, well, how can I add an extra 150,000? Like, how do I do this? And yeah. guess what? I did it. And now for the past six years, I've been around 1.2 million a year. It doesn't make me fancy. It doesn't make me special. I'm a hairdresser. I love people. Um, and I'm not going to go backwards this year, having lost two, two months of income, same thing. And a lot of yeah. my education income is gone. And I was like, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to become a ninja of Zoom, um, even Do though it. I get on here, maybe prove me wrong. Um, <laughs> how to facilitate classes, how to do coaching through Zoom because I couldn't, I don't have the capability now of hopping on an airplane every week, which has actually been really wonderful. So, you know, now where I would spend two full days traveling, getting to and from a place and teaching, now I can do it in four hours right here in my own home. That's a really wonderful thing. So, um, you know, talking about all the things that you've done, you have a beautiful daughter. She's so amazing. And I think as I was looking through your images earlier today, I just thought to myself, I was like, wow, you know, obviously you and your husband are both very successful. You're both very fitness oriented. Um, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I have to for my ex soccer player. (laughs) There you go. But just looking at you, clearly you're people that have serious focus in life. And what you're teaching your daughter is that she can become anybody that she wants to become. And just having heard all that you've said, I know that you'll never pass judgment on your daughter to whoever it is that she wants to become. That is such a wonderful thing. And if she only were to know how lucky she is to have you as a mom, um, what is the one legacy that Reese Bond would love to leave behind? If, you know, 75 years from today, if somebody were to remember you, what is, what is one thing that you would love to be remembered for? Oh God. So I would say make being a strong, independent woman that makes people feel amazing about themselves. That's Mm. something that I would love. I just want to grow people. It doesn't matter if it's their beauty, their morals, their, what their ambitions are, what their dreams are. I want to make it happen. Like that's my goal is I love doing coaching and one-on-ones because I love helping and showing people how their dreams can come true. So I would say any of those would be amazing. I, I feel think, like I sound like I'm on a pageant, but no, <laughs> that true. really is like Listen, my heart. You're beautiful enough to be on a pageant. You would definitely. Win. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, seriously, the, um, the amount of grace that you have is just, it's, it's amazing. And 
is something that has stood out for me every time I've been able to see you, um, whether it's on social or in person. And it's just, it's just fantastic. It's so inspiring to see somebody that has the level of success, the humility, the hunger, the drive, the passion to grow others. I think that's the real recipe to being happy and being positive. You know, you made a joke earlier that you're known as like positive Patty or whomever it was that you said. <laughs> Patty. Um, you are positive. The reason that you can wake up you know, this is just an observation, but the reason that you can wake up each day and be positive in the light and person that you are is because you understand that you have a calling versus a job. Mm -hmm. You understand your why. And I think so many people don't understand why it is that they do what they do. And Simon Sinek, right. which is one of my favorite speakers of all time, says people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And so for your brand, you know, you're giving into everybody, you're pouring those extra added value services, the how-tos, the tutorials, um, making sure that they all left looking like a blogger. Or <laughs> those yeah. all the things will absolutely continually set you apart from anybody else. And you'll see people that will have massive success right away. And it, it's like, mm -hmm. it's almost like a flash in the pan success. So what you have is something that's sustainable, is going to ever change because you're, you're into growing and learning. I think that's so incredible. Your company is so lucky to have you. And I know that you're so lucky to have them as well. In closing, what would you like to leave this amazing audience with? Oh my gosh. I would just say, I would love to leave everyone with that 2020 is almost over. It's going to get better and find yourself someone that you look up to that is can be an amazing mentor that can bring positivity to your life because everyone needs that right now and just remember to keep your heads up because i mean life is hard we all have roller coasters but we're all going to get through it and we're here just to add beauty into the world really i mean i just love that and to stay humble and Honestly, when I met you, like you just changed my life. So I want everyone to know that because I want them to love and appreciate you. And just, I mean, your classes are just insane. They're, they're life-changing and that's huge. You are so, so I hope to one day be like you for other people. <laughs> well, you'll just be the best version of you. Um, yeah. There's so many things, you know, that I'm not going to spill the tea on this one either, but I've got two classes that are about to roll out. So I'll have to shoot you a DM after, after this and tell you what they're going to be but they're going to be amazing. One is going to be a 30 day class in January. It'll be quick check-ins with everybody of what to do, but it is literally going to shake our industry at its core. And for that, I am super excited. So Reese, thank you so much for being who you are, not just to the people that you serve on a day to day, but the people like me that get to see you every now and then uh, for being just a gracious, kind, caring human being. I am so thankful to call you my friend. And um, all the kind words that you sent my way, I look to you just the same. So thank you for being who you are and for taking time out of your day to share encouragement with all the listeners and viewers. It's oh, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. And this just feeds my creative soul. So thank you so much. I love that. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of More Than Beauty. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Reese Bond. She's absolutely amazing. I'm going to drop her information in the show notes below so that you can connect with her, reach out. I'm sure she would love to get to know you through social media. And until next time, stay healthy, positive, and make a great difference in this world.